It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One, two, three, four, five wins in a row for the Nashville Predators. What a turnaround for this team after the worst start in 20 years. How have the Preds done it? We'll talk about it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to give a special shout out to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, and the Nashville Predators have a five-game winning streak. I mean, I'll take things I did not think we'd be talking about a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess if things get really tough, just abandon the road trip you're on and mosey on back to the confines of Bridgestone Arena. Yeah. Andrew Burnett had said one of his goals when, you know, he got here and with this team and early in the season when they had lost a couple of games at Bridgestone, he's like, we have to turn this back into a place that's hard to win. And Something's happening at Bridgestone, y'all, because the Nashville Predators have won five in a row. Now, one of those they did get on the road, but St. Louis is close enough that maybe the mojo just kind of carried to yeah, St. It Louis. Is, it is yeah. Tennessee adjacent. Uh, it is we'll Tennessee adjacent. Yeah, uh, St. Louis is just a worse Memphis. Well, well so kind of, <laughs> oh, it, it's kind of, kind of in this home state. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it, with all due respect to some of those other wins, uh, you know, the Colorado one last week was exciting, but last night seemed like maybe the biggest statement of them all, the Nashville Predators taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, weirdly enough, one of the hottest teams in the NHL yeah. this year and who themselves had a five-game winning streak coming into this game. Uh, the Jets kind of embarrassed Nashville earlier this year, so it felt like a lot of, you know, I guess kind of a therapeutic opportunity for Nashville uh, to kind of exercise the demons, and that's exactly what the Nashville Predators did. Go went up 3 nothing. In this game, Yakov Trenin scored right at the end of the first period. Roman Yossi, Phil, uh, Gustav Nyquist scored in the second period. Things got a little bit dicey midway through the third. Uh, Josh Morrison, or Josh Morrissey, uh, I should say, and Cole Perfetti scored within a minute of each other oh. uh, to put the Jets back within one. Uh, but then the Nashville Predators defense and UC Soros Come on. shut the door late in this game preds hold on for a three to win and your one word to describe last night's game 
My one word throws all the way back to high school. And I don't know, Nick, if y'all had to do this in high school. Did you guys have to do the presidential physical fitness test? I don't know. I don't think so. No? We climbed okay. rope. Does you, that count? You climbed rope. Well, Is we, that the same I don't, thing? I don't, no, I don't think we had to do rope climb for it. But when I was in high school, we had the presidential physical fitness test. And you did it every year. And everybody was like, here we go again. And it was this list of things that you had to do. Like you had to do a one-mile run. And you had to do push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups and sprints. And all of these different things. And one of the elements of it was you had to do a wall sit. And this game last night reminded me of the presidential physical fitness test wall sit. Because you knew, like, we have to do it for one minute. You had to be able to do it for one minute. You know, you do anything for one minute. But you get down there and you think, okay, it's fine. You know, you kind of slide down the wall. Your legs are at 90 degree angles and you just sort of sit there. And you think, okay, this is this is okay. I can do this for a minute. It's it's just a minute. Um, but then eventually, like, you start kind of feeling the burn. And the next thing you know, like, your legs are shaking. But you can't really shift. Like, you can't come up out of it. Otherwise, you have to start again. You can't slide down because otherwise you have to start again. And you just have to kind of hold it. And you got to work through that kind of burn and just get to the end of the 60 seconds. And that was exactly what this game felt like to me. Like, the Nashville Predators came out. You know, they kind of had to settle into their game. I think both teams needed to sort of settle into their games in the first period, got to their game in the second period. That third period, those two quick goals, man, legs started shaking, friends. My yeah. legs started shaking. But <laughs> you just hold on and you can get there. You can get through the 60 seconds. I I saw that and I was like, oh, here, here we go. Uh, <laughs> namely because I had an article uh, that came out today for Penalty Box Radio and I had like included a at that point it was like three nothing and i was just writing based on the assumption the predators were, were winning and then i was like of course of <laughs> course i'm go. just gonna have to just do the old control a delete and start <laughs> over yeah uh, at 10 30 at night eastern time um yeah i mean that that was a lot to get through and it my was, one yeah. word for last night's game was skirmish mm. now if you're a i, I guess familiar with um, like especially the Civil War, I grew up in Franklin, so I learned about the Battle of Franklin at least twelve times in my school <laughs> career. Uh, you know, like there's there's battles where you're there for just long periods of time, and then there's skirmishes, which are just you know kind of two sets of troops just sort of happen to run into each other. It's like running into your old high school friend at uh, yeah at, at the Kroger right before Thanksgiving. Uh, you're not really hanging out, but you're not really not hanging out either. You're just, mm -hmm. you know, politely saying hi. Or in the case of war, maybe you just fire a few shots here and there. Not really a long strategic thing. That kind of felt like what this game was last night in terms of the story of the Preds and Jets this season. Because, Anne, this is not the last time they're going to meet this year. No. And I also don't think this is the last time we are going to be talking about, quote unquote, important games for either team when these two play. Uh, we, we talked about it. last year. They battled for the last playoff spot. Uh, there's at least some historical precedent that says the Nashville Predators might at least be in the conversation come later this year i mean a lot's got to go right but you saw bits and pieces of sort of this 
series ramping up. You know, they're Vladin yeah. Mesikov hitting 15 different people after the whistle and then turning around and smiling when the when players get mad at him. Uh, Roman Yossi, you know, taking a lot of abuse, finally starting to snap at the end and start throwing cross checks at people. Uh, that was a big thing. You saw, you know, Brassard get bumped a couple of times. You saw Saros get bumped a couple of times. Uh, Jeremy Lazan and Michael McCarron giving sort of warning looks to the yeah. to the bench. Adam Lowry giving some warning looks to the Predators bench. It just feels like this was the one little skirmish that is going to ramp up the war between these two teams later in the season. And that's what this felt like. This felt like the prelude to, okay, this is going to be a battle throughout the year with these two teams, isn't it? Yeah, this is a low simmering thing happening. You watched it, you know, that first game, the Predators didn't have their best game. Winnipeg clearly dominated in that game. This game, I think you saw some frustration, you know, like you said, Roman Yossi taking a couple of extra hits. You know, at some point, that very nice, soft-spoken Swiss man is going to snap. You know, so I, I do think we're building to something with these two teams this season. Yeah, uh, it, it seems like there's got to be a lot more between these two. And we are just getting started uh, <laughs> with these two teams. And we're just getting started in the breakdown uh, of last night's game. We'll break into that in just a second. Also talk about what has gone right for the Nashville Predators during this five game win streak that maybe wasn't going right at the beginning of the season. First, though, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Collective. They say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But as a freelancer, take it from us. There's always the dreaded paperwork that comes with it. Uh, these taxes are not necessarily the most fun thing to do when you're a creative hockey content creator. But with Collective, the good news is you can focus on your business of one while letting Collective focus on all your paperwork. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion and not all that heavy paperwork behind the scenes. So Collective handles all that stuff you dread, corporate formation, compliance letters, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, payroll, and the best part? It's at the fraction of the cost of a traditional CPA. Collective knows that if your business makes over 80000 a year, you'll find the most value from their services. And you can join the thousands of solo entrepreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering a one-month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash NHL and tell them on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash NHL and tell them On NHL sent you. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover cash back debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. 
Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, Ann, we are talking about the Predators 3-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets, the fifth row or win in a row for the Nashville Predators. And what stood out to you in last night's game? Gosh, there was a lot that stood out to me. I think the biggest takeaway that I had, you know, kind of watching the game as a whole and thinking back on the game was that Nashville managed the game, I think, better than we've seen them manage some other games, especially with those quick two goals, because, you know, you're up a three goal lead. Now, UC Soros said after the game, like anymore in the NHL, a three goal lead's not nothing. Like it just doesn't mean what it used to mean in the NHL. But you know, you're up three goals and then literally less than a minute, you have a one goal lead all of a sudden and you still have half a period to get through. Yeah. And I feel like those were the moments that really threw the Nashville Predators in some of their previous games. Those like switches, those quick like, oh my gosh, things aren't going the same way was what threw the Predators when they kind of struggled earlier in the season. So for me, I think my biggest takeaway was just watching the team kind of regroup um, and in, you know, the post-game pressers and stuff they kind of talked about you know on the bench what was said was look we still have a one goal lead like you you still play the same game we are still up because I think collectively everybody at Bridgestone Arena and everybody watching you know as a Nashville Predators fan was going oh crap like we we felt so good about this game and then oh crap this could actually happen so i think for me the biggest takeaway was like that feels like a maturing point for the nashville predators because that really tested their ability to stick to what they do and to stick to what andrew burnett wants them to do you know for for me that was huge in in this game and i think it's kind of a big part of what's happening with the team as well and it's not just you know, at the end of the game, either mm-hmm. when you talk about kind of bouncing back when things don't go right, it's not just them, you know, giving up those two goals and doing that. Uh, they started this game not very well. Not very good. Edmonton yeah. came out of the gates, uh, you know, hard. And the Predators were not playing great hockey to start the game. They rebounded from that in the period. Yeah. No, they were, I think Edmonton was out shooting them or, you know, Winnipeg, sorry. Uh, was out shooting them like, you know, I think 15 to four at one point. It it was something like that, maybe like 14 to four. Uh, And the Nashville Predators had like like eight of the final nine shots of the period. And then then you had the Yakov Trenin goal. So they rebounded early in the period. And that, Mm -hmm. I think, is also maturity because, you know, you always hear it's like, oh, let's just get to intermission and then you know, regroup and say some things around. You're seeing them regroup in the middle of the game. Like that being huge. They're being able to kind of look at and say, realize, okay, we're, we're kind of getting our butts kicked right now. Let's turn this around now. Let's not just try to limp into the period, you know, end of the period and just sort of salvage this. Let's go out and actually change the play right now. Let's start doing something different. Let's hone in. And I think that in itself is maybe a bigger sign of maturity for a team like the Predators too, because you have the maturity, you have sort of the wherewithal to realize, okay, things aren't going well. We need to buckle down now and just stick to the game plan. And then we'll be able to turn some things around here. Yeah, I agree. Game management is definitely improving. Also, Roman Yossi 
had a great game last yeah. night. You know, we, we've talked about Roman Yossi maybe not having the points that we're used to seeing Roman Yossi have, not necessarily being the offensive you know, leader of this team. And he's kind of taken on a different role with the way that this system operates under Andrew Brunette. But Roman Yossi had a goal and then had assists on the other two goals. And um, that's like, I think he, there was a stat, he is like the third or fourth um, most times a defenseman in NHL history has contributed to three or more goals during his team's game. You know, Eric Carlson is first. There's another guy who's no longer playing the second and then Roman Yossi. So like you're, you're seeing some of that Roman Yossi where he's coming back and he's taking over games. He's coming back and he's making these kind of game pivoting plays that maybe at the beginning of the season, we didn't see quite as much from him, you know, as everybody sort of settled in. And as look, the defense has been through some things, y'all, there have been a lot of changes on the defense. So for me, I think Roman Yossi's game was huge for this team. Um, not just in the points, but I also think kind of him feeling comfortable, you know, uh, Ryan O'Reilly feeling comfortable. Clearly Philip Forsberg is extremely comfortable in his hockey skin right now, you yeah. know, and, and I think those veterans feeling more comfortable with what the expectation is with how to manage the game in a new way. I think that's making a big difference for this team as well. Yeah. It, defensively. I thought yesterday was one of Roman Yossi's best defensive yes. games. Uh, of this season uh speaking of defense we mentioned some changes real quick luke shen back in the lineup yeah. uh last night how would you rate his game what you saw from him you know it was okay it was okay <laughs> it was just okay for me <laughs> um i think you know it was a good first step back it was an interesting move to go seven defensemen 11 forwards i thought uh, Andrew Burnett talked after the game that kind of the the point of doing that was to ease him in because Shen really hasn't, it's not like he's had a bunch of full practices. You know, he's been out on the ice a couple of times for practices and then participated uh, yesterday morning in the morning skate. So it was almost more of an opportunity to sort of get him out there, get him up to game speed and see where he was at. Yeah. He's been out seven weeks. Yeah. So, you know, he's been out seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's didn't have an impact. Let's say that not yeah. like not in a bad way, no. not in a good way either. Just didn't have an didn't impact. Have um, let's talk a little bit real quick about that 11 Ford 7D. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. Because here's the thing. You want to get Luke Shen back in the lineup. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's got value as a penalty killer. Um, you know, he, he's he got, you know, he's good in certain situations, uh, I think, uh, on teams. I mean, you, you saw Vancouver. Uh, you saw Toronto. And you saw Tampa Bay over the years being able to kind of zone in on what he does well. So he's definitely an asset you can have on your team. And then up front, you know, you're battling injuries. You haven't, you know, brought anybody back up since Tommy Novak and Cody Glass went down again. Um, you have somebody like Liam Foodie who hasn't had a big impact. Mm -hmm. So why not, you know, and, and the flip side, other people on defense have, like Spencer Stastny has been playing well. The rest of the defense has been playing well. Dante Fabro has been playing really well. well, and he's been healthy scratch for three right. months. Right. So why not just say, okay, we're going to try something different up front. We've been shuffling lines anyway. 
Let's go 7D and just kind of see if we can rotate our, our 20 best players in and out. I guess 19 because Lincoln is one of them. Yeah. But let's just kind of rotate our best players based on the situation and see what we get. And I didn't hate that, Anne. I didn't hate it either. And I really think you hit the nail on the head for why it wasn't as big a deal as it looked like it could have been when we saw the lineup announced. And I think it's because they really haven't necessarily nailed down the the perfect forward line combinations yet. So it's not like you're disrupting something that's cooking and, and not to take anything away from Liam Foodie, but you know, they've kind of changed things in and out. You've had, you know, Tomasino in and out of that bottom six. And, you know, you haven't nailed down what that successful lineup looks like. So it didn't really cost you chemistry. It didn't cost you anything on a line. And, you know, you can slot Cole Smith in here or there, or Yakov Trenin can jump up here or there, or Colton Sissons. Like you've got guys in those bottom six that can kind of rotate through. So it didn't cost you anything. I think seeing it on paper ahead of the game made everybody go, what? But I think seeing how it, it was executed and that it really wasn't disruptive to the forward lines necessarily, why not? Why not get a look? You've got to get a look at these defensemen because at some point, Andrew Brunette's going to have to make some pretty difficult decisions when it comes to the blue line. So, you know, go for it. Yeah, it's something that might be coming uh, sooner rather than later yeah. as well. So, Preds have won five straight. Come on. Uh, they did not win five straight to start the year. <laughs> nope. uh, in fact, it was their worst start in franchise history since 2003. So what has changed for the Nashville Predators all of a sudden? Andrew Burnett has some insight, and we have some guesses as well. We'll get to that in one second. First, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at the Sleeper app. Look, this NHL season, we are 20 games in, and there are now all sorts of possibilities. Philip Forsberg could score 50 goals. The Preds could work their way back up into a wild card position for the playoffs. And friends, you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. It is easy and it is fun. All you have to do is pick whether players will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, power play points, saves, plus minus, even more in any given game. For instance, if you download the Sleeper app and look at tonight's choices, You'll have to pick. Will Jack Eichel have more or less than three and a half shots on goal? Will Boone Jenner have more or less than 0.5 power play points? Will our dear old friend Tanner Janot have more or less than 0.5 goals in the games tonight? To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Preds fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. So go and download the Sleeper app. Use our promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locations locational availabilities. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. So the Nashville Predators and have five straight wins. Thanks to last night's 3-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, some interesting insight as to what has gone right for the Nashville yeah. Predators after so much went wrong to start the year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that are slowly coming together. But for me, I think the biggest thing is time. You know, we we saw a lot of potential from the Predators in the first couple of games. But one of the things I think the team struggled with is that it's very difficult to to rebuild kind of muscle memory and, and muscle memory under pressure. And it was frustrating to see the team kind of make some progress and then take some steps back. You know, we, we watched them get so close in some of their games and then just come up with losses. And I wonder if some of it's not just time, Nick, like get used to the fact that when you're under pressure, your default becomes what Andrew Burnett wants, not what you did under John Hines or Peter Laviolette, but your default stays within the system, this new system. And I think maybe we underestimated how long it would take for the Predators to really get comfortable understanding in those split second moments of the game what it was that they needed to do to stay with the game plan that Andrew Burnett had. So for me, I think time has been huge for the Predators. And and I'm not saying they've got it all locked down and nailed down. And Andrew Burnett would say the same thing, I think. But time makes a big difference. I think they're feeling more comfortable not having to think. Yeah. You you said time. I say kind of consistency as well. And it's almost like you know, like manifestation where it's like, you know, if you see something, if you like really believe in it, if you like think about it and manifest it, it'll come true. I feel like there's maybe like a little extent of that as well, because how many times did we talk about earlier this year, the Preds doing a lot of the right things? Yes. You know, they're, they're playing the right way. They were playing like, you know, sustainable hockey. They just weren't getting wins out of it. And I think based on that, you know, it's ability to panic and it's like, okay, well, we need to go back to doing this, or we need to start forcing things, or we need to X this up a little bit. And credit to Andrew Burnett for kind of saying, you know, he said it in a lot of media interviews, but I'm sure he said in the locker room. Well, it's like, look, you know, we got to just kind of keep Mm -hmm. doing the right things. And uh, he felt like that was a big issue when the Predators started to slide was that the Preds would kind of abandon the game plan when adversity happened, when they went down in games, when they weren't winning. Um, And I think they just needed a few games in a row of actually seeing what happens when you do sort of stick with things, you know, when you play the right way and wind up getting rewarded with like a four, one, four, two win, as opposed to Arizona where you outshoot them by 20 shots and lose seven to five. Um, you know, kind of seeing that Colorado game, look, you're down late, but let's not panic. Let's do what you've been doing all game, focus on the positive things and boom, voila, look, you came back and won. 
Um, did the same thing against St. Louis, you know, Oh, look, we absolutely clobbered a team because we just kind of played the same way consistently throughout the game. And then you beat arguably one of the hottest teams in the Western conference last night playing that same thing, even when you went down or even when you gave up those two goals, you maintained your game plan and you paid off with a win. And I think the predators, especially the younger players are now finally starting to see what Andrew Burnett is, you know, Andrew Burnett has been preaching starting to pay off. And I think that's big for a young team like this. And I think it's that you're seeing the same thing with individuals as well. You know, the whole team is kind of learning that, but I think is in, you know, with individuals and their performances, you're seeing that, you know, we've talked a long time about Philip Forsberg doing all the right things, wasn't getting goals Stick to what you're doing and the goals will come. Yakov Trenin had another goal last night and, you know, we got a chance to talk to him and and said, you know, are you doing anything differently than you were earlier in the season when you were getting opportunities and not finding the back of the net? And he said, I'm not doing anything different. You know, you just got to stick to it and trust the process. And that's a tough lesson to learn, especially with a new head coach. You've got a lot of young players that want to make an impression. And um, I think it, it worked really well individually and as a team to kind of learn this early in the season. It came at a great time. A lot yeah. of central division points here. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're starting to rack up points a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, the Preds are one point out of a playoff spot. And I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Why are we talking about playoffs in November? The Christmas tree is not even up in my living room. There's five months left. Of, don't give me that look. I'm, I've got I four up already. What are you doing? I take my time. Okay. You know, there, there's five months left in the season. But weirdly enough, Anne. History has shown us that this time of year has mm-hmm. kind of been a critical junction. Uh, as pointed out in the article that I wrote today for Penalty Box Radio, 70% or 77% of oh. the teams that have a playoff spot on Thanksgiving wind up making the playoffs that year. Uh, and teams who are, it's, it wound up being like, eight points outside of a playoff spot on Thanksgiving. Uh, no team outside of eight points has ever made it. Uh, and so and it's like kind of like the percentage goes up as the season goes on. So the Predators being where they are right now, as you would say, Ann Campbell, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. No, this is a, a really good time for the Predators to get comfortable in their game. Like we said, you know, this, this, you know, 20 games in tells you something. It doesn't tell you everything, but it sure does tell you something and it predicts something. And also this stretch with the Central Division rivals has been huge for the Predators. In December, they only face two Central Division teams. So if you're going to be on a win streak, that's a grand time, y'all. Now's yeah. a grand time. Yeah, not bad. Uh, this is Monday, which is normally when we do plus minus. So we are going to do some plus minus tomorrow. Uh, there's been a lot of positive things for the Nashville <laughs> Predators that we want to highlight. So we will get to that uh, tomorrow on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on social media at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on social media, underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Back with an all-new episode tomorrow. We'll see you then.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.